We must keep moving. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Welcome to episode number two of Charge the Champion. So excited that you're here with us. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. It's going (laughs) to be a great time. Uh, So It's going to be a good time talking about hard times. That's right. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So what's the title of this podcast, Ashley? Uh, Today's podcast is titled Keep Moving. Yeah, keep moving even when times are hard. You just got to keep moving. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about some hard times that we've faced. Okay. And either together, uh, let's talk about that. Some things that we've learned, uh, maybe some highlights we can pull. Um, so yeah. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Take us down memory lane, babe. Oh my gosh. So it was 2011. We were at our first ministry opportunity and we're working with middle schoolers. Yeah. And things were going pretty well. Actually, um, we had started the position before you had actually, like we had actually gotten married. Right? Yeah, yeah, you were doing the gig solo, man. Yeah, I don't even know how I was surviving. <laughs> uh, so uh, we were, uh, we, we had finally like uh, been able to do the thing together. Uh, and it was kind of like a weird way how it all started. Um, yeah. Like that, that first night of middle school ministry, I remember we were, uh, we did like, a canvassing like the, th- the three weeks before mm-hmm. and we handed out all these little like flyers at uh subsidized government housing and stuff like that yeah at low-income apartments and we had uh we were giving away four bikes right and that first uh that brand new four bikes. brand new bikes and we were uh and we were just expecting like the crowd to come yeah and uh the crowd did come. Yeah, yeah, they did. How how many were there? Well, you told me that night I wasn't there, but I, I believe there were four kids there. There were four kids that came. Everybody got a bike. Everybody got a bike. You we were... get a bike, and you get a bike. Everybody gets a bike. And it was incredible. Like we were able to. I don't know how many other uh, places you've gone to. Uh, or youth groups you've gone to, uh, where a hundred percent of the people that came walked away with the big prize. That's right. <laughs> Only places we serve in. Uh, yeah, not every time. Um, but <laughs> it's happened zero times after that, but yes, that's okay. It's yes, okay. yes, yes. So, um, you know, you started with four, but very quickly it. Yeah, we. Yeah, it, it grew. It's it crazy, like. The very next week, we quadrupled our size. Yeah. We had 16. That's right. <laughs> but, you know, to make a long story short and to kind of get where we're going uh, with this, um, you know, fast forward a couple months and, you know, Ashley, you had moved 
there and we were together we were married and things were things were bumping you know we had we had a good number of middle schoolers and it was it was exciting yeah um and then just kind of out of nowhere um we kind of got our legs taken out from under us yeah and um it didn't it didn't make sense at the time but um it was it was a fast, difficult end to something that we thought we were winning at. Yeah, we were we were really rolling on. How's it how's it go? We're rolling on all cylinders. Is that how that works? Is that I don't how think saying? it's rolling. Oh, whatever. Firing. Okay, we're firing on all cylinders, and um, you know it was just a matter of like a week we were no longer in middle school ministry we'd done nothing really wrong it was just um the church was going a different direction and and uh yeah we were asked to step away from that and it was really hard it was our first um you know, ministry position where we were at the helm. And um, I just remember laying in bed that night that we, like that, that it was our last night um, in the middle school ministry, just crying, thinking, you know, we failed these students and that we were failures ourselves because, you know, we, we didn't even make it six months, you know. Um, or, or barely six months when all of that transition happened. And, and, uh, of course we lived far away from family and we were sort of all alone, you know? Um, but it was really encouraging that throughout that season, you pushed me, um, to keep going, to keep moving and um there were weeks when i was really heartbroken and and on top of that pregnant with adley so sick all the time but there were weeks when i did not want to go to a church and try out another church um and you would go without me a few times (laughs) but you went and man that made me feel convicted so the next week i would muster up the courage to go and sit through a service but i i think i was just really um disappointed in God in that season that um he would put this passion inside of us this gifting inside of us and all of a sudden it felt like how could we keep moving yeah it's so true like there were um there were times where like a Sunday morning would come along and for you know you had you had been out there um you know, about four months, five months uh, at that point in time. Um, I had lived out there over a year, I think, in that, at that point, mm. um, far away from everyone else and um, going to that particular church for that amount of time. Uh, and it was just like the routine to get up, go to church, uh, serve. But, mm. um, you know, I think... I think sometimes uh, I know that you don't ever want to get into a a routine, like making God a routine, Mm. but I think there's a lot to be said about 
um, being consistent. Yeah. Even when you don't feel like it. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of times, I think the culture that we live in today um, puts, a, for whatever reason, a lot of value in living life based on feelings. Yeah. But if we were always to live life based on feelings, I feel like a lot of us, a lot of us would just spend most of our days in bed because we yeah. just don't feel like getting up. Yeah. Yeah. And that's true. That's true. And in that season in, in my life, like I knew that if I allowed myself to just feel my way through life, I I would never be able to get to where God had for me to go. Yeah. Yeah, that season was was difficult and I and I'd like to think that it was a short season. Um but it really wasn't. We we ended our season there and at 8 months pregnant, uh we decided to make the journey back to Indiana. Um and without jobs, without any kind of plan, um we just started camping out in your parents' basement. And, uh, man, like, for two people that, you know, went to college uh, and had, you, you were teaching, like, before this, you were you had a career teaching and coaching basketball, and here we are now. Um, I was, I went to school to be a certified dental assistant in the interim of college and having a baby, and um, here we are in your parents' basement, no jobs, just no plan. And it wasn't because we weren't trying to have a plan or trying to not have a plan. It was just, um, I, it was just a season that no matter how hard we tried, um, it felt like we couldn't keep moving. You know, we, we moved physically from one state all the way across the country to another state, but once we got there, it's like our wheels just were spinning. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like you told me when we, when we, you know, had talked to my mom and dad, they had come, uh, you know, driven so far to, uh, help move us back across country. Yeah. And, uh, you were so pregnant. Yeah. One of the things that you told me, you were like, we are not staying there forever. Okay. Mm. We are, we are not staying there forever. And, uh, it was, it was, I don't know. I, I, I maybe this doesn't have anything to do with it. I just like reminiscing sometimes. Yeah. But, you know, uh, you know, my dad and I, we built an extra room downstairs once we got there. We did all the work to put that together and back. Mm, and that felt permanent. Yeah. Yeah. And here's Ashley. Just, I can hear her voice in the back of my mind. We are not going to be here forever. You know, and, and I know that, you know, the stereotypical living with your in-law thing is where you were speaking from. But I think there was some some more... Uh, I would say spiritual value in that in that statement and that yeah. reminder uh, that sometimes you might be you know you as a listener might be going through something um, and you just need to hold on to that. You won't be there forever. We won't be here forever. Yeah. 
uh, in this spot and in this situation. Yeah. That there's something next that God has for us. And we have this itty bitty picture of, of where we are in life, but he has the whole thing in his sight. Yeah. And so I know that that was probably, <laughs> I took it probably like, oh my gosh, yes, I know. Okay. I know you don't want to be here forever. Uh, but looking back, that was one of the things, um, that I could say, yeah. you know, I didn't realize it then, but I realize it now just yeah. how weighty that, that statement was. Yeah. It's almost too like, you know, the coin had kind of flipped because when we were living across the country, you were, you were pushing me to keep going and to keep moving, um, and to get up and go to church and to continue to have faith that God was going to use us, you know, in what we were passionate about. Um, even though we didn't see any, any way that that was going to happen. Um, and then when we moved back to Indiana, we were living in your parents' basement with a brand new baby. Um, man, you applied for job after job after job and we're hitting walls. And it was, it was really hard because I did keep saying, we're not going to stay here forever. But it felt like at one point you just became very defeated and the application slowly stopped being filled out and being submitted. And I remember having a really hard conversation in your parents' living room about, listen, you need to keep moving. You need to keep applying. You need to quit being so hard on yourself and um, put yourself out there. You know, um, it, I, I think there was a, a shift there. And, you know, God's so good to us to give us, you know, when we seek his wisdom and we seek his guidance, he puts people in our life to walk the journey with us that are going to push us when we need it. And it's usually the same people that we've pushed when they need it. And um, that's the whole premise of iron sharpening iron and um, God giving us helpmates. You know, Um, there was a season where I needed you to push me um, to be better. And then in that season, I had to tell you, keep moving. Don't stop. Um. And, and those seasons like of our life, you know, it's just a small snapshot of some of the, of the frustrations that we've walked through. And I think just anybody listening could relate to feeling stuck, um, to feeling like they can't keep moving. Um, but I just, I, in my prayer time a few days ago, um, I just really feel like the Lord gave me this one-liner um, that the roads to destiny and defeat both fork at frustration. So good. Wow. Yeah, the roads to destiny and defeat both fork at frustration. And in it's in our frustrated season that we choose to either pursue God's best for us to keep moving even when it doesn't make sense, even when the path seems unclear, just keep putting one foot in front of the other, and, and pursuing that destiny or we can give up and we can face defeat and we can just settle for um the less in life yeah it reminds like you know that that whole analogy the whole illustration of um the road to destiny or defeat both fork at frustration like when you're going on a road trip 
and uh, you know now like we have we have our phones our GPS you know our in car navigation you know whatever and uh, um, but but it used to be like you had a map like a paper map (laughs) yeah that was before my time so don't get any ideas definitely before my time yeah (laughs) yeah for real and uh you know when you called an atlas oh my gosh ashley (laughs) um uh but when you're when you're taking a road trip like you would come to a place where you had to choose either i'm gonna go this way or i'm gonna go that way or sometimes man i'll be driving along and siri will pop up and she'll tell me like right you can go this way that you're on that you that you're going on already or you can go this way and Mm. it might save you like two minutes which way you want to go uh, so you come to this point where you have to make a decision. Yeah. And um, like physically, when you when you go down a road, mm-hmm. the landscape around you does not immediately change from yeah. where you've been. And the reason why I bring that up is because you may get to that fork in the road of where like frustration, mm-hmm. and you're like, all right, I'm gonna still pursue. God's destiny for my life. I'm not going to choose the road of defeat. You know, I'm not going to give up and give in. I'm going to go towards the destiny that God has for me. Mm. Um, you have to understand that the landscape doesn't always change right away. Yeah. That that decision is the right choice. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that all those hills, all those valleys are just going to go away. Yeah. Right away. It's good. You're just going to keep trucking down the road keep moving yeah yeah how about the thought that oftentimes the road to destiny um when it forks at frustration there's oftentimes a sign that says construction ahead that's good it's easy for us to think that the road to destiny is just like this autobahn you know, where yeah. we can go as fast as we want and it's smooth and it's just going to be the easiest, the easiest path, obviously. But oftentimes where we were forked at frustration, when we choose the path of destiny, we know that construction is ahead That's because cute. in order for God to get us where we need to be, he's going to have to redo some stuff in our life. He's going to have to tear up some old road yeah. and he's going to have to repave some things in our life. And so I think a lot of times we choose defeat over destiny simply because we don't want to go through the construction zone. Oh, come on. I know. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. It's much easier. Like it's much easier just to, to take the bypass, you yeah. know, to take the detour Yeah. to avoid the, the construction. Uh, man, Sometimes there's times where like I'll try I'll look down the road and I'll see like there's construction ahead mm. and I'll try to take a shortcut but man that shortcut just I mean you might as well just call it a long cut because <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing short about it. Long cut. Oh, I don't even think that's a thing. It's like a it's, mullet. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I took the mullet. I took the mullet. <laughs> um so yeah, no. But anyhow, like I, I, I think you're exactly right. We avoid the construction, and just just because we think that, ah, you know what, it's not worth it. Yeah. But if we could go through the construction zone, we'd see that it's worth it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
So, just in case you're wondering, we aren't recording this from my parents' basement anymore. We don't live there anymore. Uh, <laughs> Thank the Lord above. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure, I love your parents, so I'm sure they're just as glad that we don't live in their basement. I mean, and not, not, not a knock on anybody that, like, might live in their parents' basement, but... You're not us. Yeah. If we lived in your parents' basement, they wouldn't want us there. Yeah. <laughs> Family of five, newborn child. <laughs> like, no way. Yeah. Um, you know, but, you know, fast forward 10 years later and we're still, this will be our 10th year of doing ministry. 10 years. And it's been so incredible to see what God has allowed us to be a part of in ministry. Um we never would have experienced so many God moments throughout these last 10 years if we didn't keep moving. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and uh, there's, there were some, some trying times that we went through in the last 10 years outside of what we've talked about in this episode. And maybe those would be things that we talk about later. But, you know, the fact of the matter is the only reason why we're, we are where we are is because we didn't choose to give up yeah we didn't choose the road to defeat yeah we chose to keep moving yeah yeah god has been so gracious with us um to guide us along the way and to help us when we've when we've easily wanted to choose the road of defeat um in our frustration god has been so good to us to gently firmly but lovingly point us back to the destiny that he has for us. And I really believe that that is true of everyone listening today, that God wants to speak to you. He wants to whisper to you and let you know that he has incredible plans for you. And the frustration that you're sitting and looking at right now is just a fork in the road where you can choose destiny or you can choose defeat. But nobody wants to choose defeat. Especially if you're listening to this podcast. Because we're here to charge the champion. Alright babe. So. I think our work's done here, don't you? I do. Alright. So. Listen. Thanks for listening. And uh, we are just absolutely excited to continue down the road with you as we charge the champion best life yeah something you me you both my best life yeah hey everyone we hope that you enjoyed this episode of charge the champion Make sure to check back weekly for new episodes or just go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when a new episode drops. Until next time, remember, history will be kind to you because by the grace of God, you're going to write it.